for it. Yes, sir. And welcome to the road to Damascus, where it's not about the road, but it's about the journey. And I want to thank you all for listening to another episode of Road to Damascus. I'm the host with the most, Brock Hendricks. And I want to thank my man who has returned back to be with us today. My man, Steph, say what's up. What up? How you doing, Steph? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? We missed you last week. Great conversation. Yeah, you know, I tuned in, but uh, I was with y'all in spirit. I just wasn't hearing the studio. No, I understand. Well, uh, we didn't get our Christmas miracle, so uh, not all four of us are here, but we have a special guest filling in today, uh, back by popular demand, the one, the only, Rabbi Shonda. Say hello. Hello, everybody. And the crowd goes wild. <laughs> we uh, we want to thank you uh, for joining us again. We uh, enjoyed you the last time you were here. Uh, Shonda is filling in today because when I told her what the topic was for this week, she was like, oh, I, I got to come. I got to come. And if I don't come, I'm not listening because I'm going to be upset. <laughs> don't <didn't> say that. <laughs> those are her words. So, um, So let's dive right into it. Um, so the topic for this week, ladies and gentlemen, is what is true forgiveness? What does true forgiveness look like from, um, a church standpoint or just a human standpoint? Because we know what God says in Micah, is it seven and 19 that your transgressions are to be forgotten and the sea of forgiveness never to be thought of again. So we know we're not God. So we know that. <laughs> when somebody transgresses against us, um, we try to forgive, but we ain't throwing it in the sea of forgiveness never to be thought of again. So um, with that being said, we'll start with you, Rabbi. In your opinion, what does true forgiveness look like? Well, let me say this. I looked up the definition of forgiveness. Okay. I wanted to see what Merriam-Webster had to say. What did Merriam and Webster have to say? Yeah, they said allow to allow room for error or weakness. And I like that. I like that. Uh-huh. But that's not my definition. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is the Rabbi Shonda definition. Right. You know, for me, forgiveness is taking a moment to pause and get out of your head, into your heart, out of your feelings, and into love and truth. That's what forgiveness is to me. All right. And what about you, Steph? What do you think? Forgiveness is a uh, process. It is a decision, and then it is to be worked like a muscle. So as soon as you decide that you are going to forgive someone, you are not going to forget, and it's not going to be immediate, but it is a process to where you continue down a road. And It's not going to always be easy, but the goal is I want to be completely forgiving of this person, and I want to move forward because – Forgiveness can create a lot of other things, and I'll get into that. But Wait, I'm no, sure. no, go ahead. Oh, Elaborate. So you, yeah, oh, no, yeah, no. So forgiveness is not just a verbal thing. Forgiveness becomes a physiological thing, too. Um, the lack of forgiveness, we've seen that, right? We've seen that through anger. 
We've seen it do through depression, and we actually seen it through um, physical destruction. When you don't forgive somebody, you can actually create health issues because it harbors ill feelings. So that would have to mean the same for the opposite. True forgiveness is enlightening. You know, it is a um, it is food for the soul. And it is, it is good health. To forgive somebody, you are in good standing with God, and you put yourself in a position to be blessed. The lack of forgiveness creates the opposite effect, just how, you know, I, exactly how I explained it. Okay, I like that. I like that. So you said it's a muscle that needs to be. It's a muscle. Yeah, it's like going to the gym. You know, you make a decision, you run every morning. Right. You made that decision to say, I'm going to run every morning. Why? So I can be in shape so and healthy and. There you go. So right. it's the exact same thing of forgiving people. So so let me ask you this. We oftentimes when we talk about love, a lot of people say love is a verb, it's an action. Like you can say you love somebody, but your actions prove it. Mm-hmm. Is that would you say that's the same thing with forgiveness? Your actions will show if you have forgiven somebody? Yes. In a way. John, I see you thinking. <laughs> I didn't want to cut. <laughs> no, no, go All ahead. right. Go ahead. Yes. Because, so to say you forgive somebody is not to forget, right? You don't forget the situation, but forgiveness means you don't down talk that person. Usually if somebody hasn't forgiven somebody, when they see that person, I don't want to be here. I got to go. You automatically know. Y'all not in good standings. But when you say you're forgiving somebody, you can say, you know what? I can be in a room with that person. And it doesn't offend me because I'm moving towards a decision that I've made to say, I forgive them what they did against me, what they transgressed against me or whatever they did to me. I've forgiven them. I'm not going to be around them. I like, like to say me and you have said it before. I want you to eat. just not at my table. <laughs> I'm with that. You know? Okay. So yeah, it's, a, it's, 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 it has to be outwardly expressed um, because True forgiveness is a process. Okay, so what do you think about this? I I agree. It's choosing. It's me choosing to not sit in the pain of what transpired between us. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that there's more than one type of forgiveness. Okay, elaborate on that. There's a forgiveness that could happen between you and I. Mm -hmm. There's a forgiveness that transpires between God and me. Okay. And then there's a forgiveness that we have for ourselves. The forgiveness between God and I, the forgiveness between that I have to give to myself, are the only two that require reconciliation. Me forgiving you doesn't require reconciliation. It only requires that I don't sit in the pain and hold it against you. I'm freeing the both of us. Mm -hmm. And for people who think that, it's a problem for me. Right. People who think that in order to truly forgive, well, you have to let the person back in and you have to resume the type of relationship you had before in order for there to be authentic forgiveness. No, you don't. For me to say to you, put yourself back in a painful situation um, or an act of violence just so that people can think it's okay is me committing another act of violence against you. I like that. Oh, so you're making it easy for them to hurt you again, pretty much. Don't make it easy for right. them to 
And then I try to manipulate you spiritually by saying, well, you know, if you really forgive, then you wouldn't hold, you're holding something against them. No, you're being manipulative spiritually. Witchcraft. That is an act of violence. So, no. Right. So, um, well, let me ask you this, because a lot of times um, I'll pose the question as we post, remember about a previous podcast, is it ever okay to lie? Is it ever okay not, not to forgive? I mean, it's, 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 it's good to be honest on where you're at. I'm not ready to forgive you right now. You know, I'm not in that space and in that place to forgive you because lying to yourself is not going to help you. Right. God knows your heart. That's why he judges the heart. So you can say you forgave somebody, and if you really don't forgive them, God sees it in your heart. Right. So it's best to be honest with where you're at right now. I can't forgive you, and I'm asking that God gives me, or is that, or is that back you. to the process? You it's, said it's back to the process. Where, it's working the muscle. Where it's, it's if you haven't run in a while, mm-hmm. but you said you want to start running again. Exactly. If you and me weren't running, you couldn't keep up with me because you. Oh, had, I tried to run about a week ago, <laughs> and I thought my left lung was gone. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Yep. So. The thing is, at the beginning, it's not going to be as easy to forgive. Exactly. But as the process starts to work itself out, now it's like, okay, it's getting the healing. It's like a wound. And time heals all wounds, but there'll still be a scar. Exactly. It's like the process. I was reading uh, some recently, and it was like reading the Bible, right? And it was saying for people who want to get, you know, involved in reading the Bible and start the process of reading the Bible. And it, it was it was honest at the beginning. It said, the Bible is going to be boring to you at the beginning. You're going to be like, "What? I can't finish reading this. I'm, you're going to be tired. But give it time. And then you begin to develop an appetite for the word because the word is living and it actually begins to feed you, right? Right. Same thing for forgiveness. When you stand true to the things that God requires of us and you begin to see how it feeds your life, like forgiveness does, forgiving people, moving past things that try to hold you down with your strongholds, the lack of forgiveness can be a stronghold in your life and you're wondering why things are going on, why this bitterness is harbored up in you, why you look at people a certain way, why you're angry, not with just the, the person that did something to you, but every person that may follow after that. Why you don't trust certain people in certain situations? So, if you so begin with that, to work that you begin to see the, the change. So, with that point that you just made, because mm-hmm. that a part that I want to elaborate on, the how forgiveness or a situation that has happened to you causes you to treat other people who may come in your life depending on what the transgression may be. Because, you know, I mean, we know what Scripture says. Scripture says. You know, I'm I'm thinking of uh, Matthew 18, um, and starts around I want to say 21, 22, when Peter asked Jesus, um, "Are we supposed to forgive seven times?" And he said seven times seventy. Then he gave a parable of the the king. Um, was it the master? How does the parable go, Sean? To the serve the master who wants his gold, and the man he's going to sell the man's wife and kids into slavery until he can get his money back man fell on his knees and asked for forgiveness. Then that same man went for somebody who owed him money and, and didn't owe him as much. Right. And, and, and whatnot. In jail. And, and, and Jesus used that uh, parable to say how 
we should forgive if we want to be forgiven. But when you were talking about, um, and I'm just trying to, what was your point again? I just, because bringing that parable up made it slip my mind. When I talked about um, uh, forgiveness and kind of developing an appetite to forgive. Yeah, yeah, okay. But just meaning um, about the degrees of forgiveness, like, um, man, I didn't lost my train of thought, but, well, let me just go here and maybe it'll come back to me. But Shonda, so with forgiveness, do you think that it is important for you to just forgive without being asked or does the person need to ask for forgiveness? I don't think the person needs to ask because they may never ask. And you have to be okay with that. And you have to be okay with never getting an apology, you know, or you have to be okay with a person never saying to you, please forgive me. That also leads to what um, Steph was just saying about you go into another situation. Oh, that 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 was my point. I'm so, see, I knew right. it would come there back. You thank you. About thank you. Yeah, yeah. No, I just thank you. Yeah, she did. No, no, she, no. But that that was my my point before about going into a new situation right. and bringing that baggage of being hurt. Mm-hmm. So you have you really even forgiven the previous person because you're bringing the damage into the new into the new relationship whether it be a friendship whether it be dating whether it be anything so it doesn't mean you haven't forgiven it does mean that you didn't set a boundary of safety and that's what happens we get into we have a situation uh, whether it's a bad breakup or um, something happens in the family or what whatever you forgive but now you've still left that area open for anybody to keep going in and out. You didn't set a boundary of safety for yourself. So now you have this area that's still tender. You're still able to be triggered because you haven't set any boundaries. So that's why it doesn't mean reconciliation. Nobody has, you no longer have access to this area because you didn't respect it the first time. So yeah, you have to forgive. You may never get that apology. Now, if you don't forgive, like Steph said, you know, I might not be able to forgive you right now. Mm-hmm. That's okay, too, as long as we understand the consequences of that. Because the moment we withhold forgiveness, our forgiveness is being withheld. And now if you're okay with that, <laughs> you know, roll, roll with it. Exactly. But most people don't think about that part. And they'll drag that unforgiveness for years, not understanding. You know, you haven't been forgiven. You know, that wonderful Lord's Prayer, you know, that you love so much has that clause in it. You know, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And you've just blocked that off. Yep. You know, people forget. Offense is common. Right. It's a very common thing. Some offenses may offend you more than it may offend someone else. And, and some and some offenses are always intentional as well. So even in those situations, like, is it, it, what if somebody offends you and they didn't even know they offended you? Do you think it's to bring it to their attention so that it doesn't happen again? Or should you just say, I don't think they meant it in that way and I'll just... I, 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 that one's more than one that I would say depends on the situation. If it's somebody you just met, you know, and they say something that may have been offensive, 
And it wasn't like, let's go back to the lung thing. I'm a pretty sturdy guy. So somebody say something that you just said, you can't keep up with me running, right? When you say it, it's not offensive to me at all because I know I can't, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? But if somebody else says it that doesn't know me, I can easily get offended by that. Like, well, how Are you stereotyping me? You right. think that a big fella can't run? Right. You know, one of those kind of things. No, offense is going to be a common thing that you have to deal with. You have to gird up and you have to be able to know who you are, for one, and then two, those small things, you shouldn't add those because those – when you when you don't create that defense like Shonda just said, and you don't um, protect yourself, and you're easily offended, you're not gonna make it. Absolutely, you're not gonna make it because then that goes into something else that might be what insecurity, and those those deeply rooted things. And the goal is is to get us closer to God. And when you I feel like forgiveness is one of the spiritual muscles and we probably need to have a, like a, a whole like podcast about like spiritual muscle groups. Right. I don't know which spiritual muscle group that <laughs> would is. That, would that more fall under the gifts though? Like when you, cause no, the, forgiveness is not really a gift. Right. Forgiveness oh, is I actually yeah, a, must, yeah. a muscle well, well, that no. needs to be consistently I, I think, and constantly I think, worked out. I think, I think what it's, and, and I, cause I look at, cause I've, I've been asking you all and I really haven't given my, two cents about the situation but you i like the load no i was he gonna, hit 100% so no, he's about to give us he, his no no what i'm <laughs> his shirt just said just do it and i can just load it completely so yeah he's ready is it the power button yeah, is, the on power button is on it's a little like, but um no so i look at the situation um and me and shonda talked about the scripture earlier first john 4 and 20 how can you hate your brother who you see every day and love a guy whom you've never seen so I often take it in from a standpoint of we have to forgive regardless because God has forgiven us. And he even showed the ultimate way of forgiveness was through giving us Christ Jesus so that we would never have to deal with the transgression because we're going to sin again. We all, we all fall short. We sin. We do things that aren't pleasing, but he forgives us because of the blood of Jesus. And Jesus just said what? love one another. And, and so when you talked about the spiritual muscle groups, the two main things to me, and I think it often gets lost in, um, in, in when we are going to church or when we are, um, discipleshipping to people and things like that is the two main messages of Jesus was what love and forgiveness. Those were his two main um, messages and uh, trust me, I have a podcast where we're going to do that. And when we do that, when I promise I'll have you back, Shonda, because I know you got some thoughts on that one. But when you think about it, number one was love. Cause when they asked him, what's the greatest commandment? He said, the greatest commandment is love the Lord God with all thy right. mind, body, and soul. The second I give you is what? Love your neighbor as yourself. As yourself. He didn't say your, your straight, heterosexual, black, white, you know, neighbor, he said, just love your neighbor. Your neighbor is the person next to you, the people that you see every day. How can you hate your brother who you see every day? Feel you, I think is the word that it even used. Feel you for brotherly love, but your brother that you see every day, how can you hate him? But then say you love a God whom you've never seen. You've never seen God and you say you love him, but your actions will show. And Jesus said, you'll know, they will know that your minds, how? 
by the way that you love. And to me, forgiveness to me, you know how you have when you're writing a paper and you're doing an outline and you write love and do you write subcategory? Wouldn't forgiveness be a subcategory of love? I mean, uh, wouldn't forgiveness be a subcategory of love? A form. I think so. You look, Shonda had to think about that one for a minute. Yeah. Um, but, but so if let me. You, if you don't love. You can't forgive. You can't forgive. It's not even an option for you. Because nope. you love. Because Agreed. I remember I saw a special on um, Ted Koppel. This was maybe eight, nine years ago. Ted Koppel did a special. It was called The Last Lynching in America. Mm. And it was about a young man who had been lynched in 1981 in Alabama. Now, it was amazing to me because at the time when I watched it, um, I was early 30s. And I'm thinking to myself, this person was lynched the same year I was born. So when we talk about racism being like he was lynched the year I was born. So let's not act like this was 100 years ago when, you know, this was very present. And the two men, when they were got caught, they hung this young man, and he was in his early 20s just walking home. So really he was just a victim of wrong place, wrong time. And he, he, had, he was one of those young men who had an older mother. So his mother was in her 60s, 70s. When these men were in court getting sentenced, she told him she forgave him, hugged on him, loved on him, and said, God is going to be with you. And I remember just watching that and thinking to myself, could I do that? People that didn't kill my child, and I'm sitting here testifying to them, telling them God loves them, and I love you. After you didn't hung my child for no reason other than him being black. And when when you see situations like that, you often do ask yourself sometimes, could I do that? But then that is what Jesus expects from us. So when we see situations where, and I'll bring a present situation, Botham and John, and for many of you who might not know who Botham and John was, he was the young man in uh in Texas that was in his apartment. The police officer went into the wrong apartment, thought he was an intruder, and shot and killed him while he was eating ice cream. And it and the and the cop was getting arrested and sentenced. And when the young when the young man Botham and Jean, who was killed, young brother asked to hug the police officer because he wanted to forgive her. And he said that was something his brother would do. He got a lot of flack. Yes, I ain't got did. that kind of forgiveness in me. Why, why, why do we always have to kowtow? Let, let the justice system do whatever. And if you do forgive him, keep it to you. You understand what I'm yes. saying? So what do you think about those type of situations? I'll start with you, Rabbi. I think it's necessary. It's painful, but it's necessary. This is why I say that. Imagine that you're standing, the two of you are standing back to back. And I say to you, Stefan, don't move your right foot. And I say to you, don't move your left foot. And I say, now, go. You can't go anywhere because you have a foot that you can't move. That's what unforgiveness is. It's a foot that's always stuck in the past. So unless you can forgive, you can never move forward. So as painful as it is, in order for you to be able to heal from it, in order for you to be able to move on from it, you have to be willing to release the pain of it. And we can see often people who are people who have problems forgiving. They look old, 
and beat up 12 miles of bad road <laughs> all because they can't forgive. It has beat them up. How do you? How do you? I'm 25. Yep. You, you, uh, oh, well. Okay. Life has been hard. You know, offense is an act. Offended is a decision. So you have to decide that I'm going to You want to be offended. So yeah. what do you think about that, Steph? No, I agree with everything Shana just said. You know, um, sometimes people think that forgiveness is a, a one-time thing. You know, it's like a big, you know, kind of broad event that, you know, I forgive you. Shots are going to be fired, fireworks and everything, and all the whole shit, man. You just forgave that person? Wow. No, it's rarely that. Usually the most common form of forgiveness is the process of forgiveness. You're going to see that person. You have to be able to move past that. I had to go through these things in my own life. That's why I can actually speak on them. Right. I went through some rough times to where I had to forgive some people that I felt and I knew completely did things that was wrong. And I still haven't gotten the real, you know, closure, closure like I wanted. But I still was able to forgive that person because the process of forgiving like I said before, is not saying, I want to be around that person. I want to see you. No, the process of forgiveness is to say you're not going to speak any curses over that person's life. I'm going to move forward and appreciate the blessings that God is doing for me and the experience that I learned, but also protecting myself not to be hurting that way again. Right. Not putting my putting myself in that space again to be easily uh, offended or easily hurt. So I say, you know what? I'm not going I'm, I'm not going to allow that if if I sense that this person that has offended me, I forgive them and they've done it repeatedly. I'm not going to allow you to do it again. So now I have to re- have respect for myself to move forward. That is the pro- that is one of the true processes of forgiveness because the the lack of forgiveness, just the lack of forgiveness creates an array, like we said earlier, of things, you know? Well, I think a lot of times with the people who see these situations and, and, and respond the way they do, one, they don't know what it is to have a true relationship with Christ and and, and the things that um, he had to go through. I mean, even when you think about Christ, he's hanging on the cross, and the people who didn't put him on the cross are mocking him, teasing him, get yourself down, and instead of him calling uh, thunder from heaven like the sons of Zebedee, <laughs> <laughs> he says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Like, just think about this. And, 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 and last week in the podcast, me and Lauren talked about what people deserve. Christ didn't deserve that. Right. And even with him hanging up there, suffocating to death, He's saying, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. So he's asking for forgiveness because they're doing stuff that they don't even know why they're doing it. So a lot of times what people don't understand is forgiveness is never for the other person. Him hugging that woman was not for her. Right. That mother forgiving those men were not for them. Right. That was for her. Absolutely. That was for the uh, Bothman Jean's brother. 
so they can begin the process of moving forward. Mm -hmm. Him hugging her and say, I forgive you, doesn't mean that he doesn't still have some some thoughts about that person or some feelings about that person that he still needs help overcoming. Right. But this is a part of the process that I need to help me to heal. Because when I watched the Bothman Jean uh, situation, I thought to myself, what if I had a chance to be in the courtroom with the men who killed my brother? How would, how would I, how would I respond? How, how would I feel? Don't answer that, Stefan. I'm not even going. I'm not going to <laughs> Baylor, please watch him right there. But, I mean, you understand what I'm saying. But what we have to do is is we can say what we would do if we were in this situation, but, we, but that's when you have to really submit yourself to God and say, in you I trust God. Right. Because in those type of situations, we can really get ourselves caught up. So I want to bring this part up because it was kind of something that, I don't know, one of y'all mentioned it, I think it was you, Steph, about, like, manipulation through, one of y'all brought up manipulation through saying people should forgive you. China brought that up. Okay. So, one of the (laughs) ways. No credit for somebody. No, no, I I I couldn't remember. (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember. But one of the ways that I think that the forgiveness card is pulled to um, try to manipulate. And I'm, I'm going to say this and Steph already, once you see where I'm going, Steph going to be like, all right, Malcolm is when it comes to race in this country where for 400 years and still to this day, black people are um, treated like second class citizens. Stefan, um, <laughs> Stefan just showed a picture of a, a Kente cloth hat. He's <laughs> saying that's me. So forgive us right now. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, I literally just screenshotted this. And I, I ordered the hat, but it said it won't be delivered <laughs> to January 5th. So I'm going to pop it out one day. So I, I'm going to wear it every show. <laughs> well, anyway, um, my brothers, my no. Um, so anyway, no. But when you look at it, like, they often tell black people and and we see a, a lot of within the church so that's uh-huh. why I'm bringing it up is that we should do you should be over slavery you you guys aren't slaves you guys haven't had to deal with those situations <laughs> I'm trying to be serious right now in this guy but that's why honestly if if, if it was anybody else see that's how I could be offended right now but I'm gonna forgive him I'm gonna forgive him though but you understand what I'm I'm gonna go to you first Shonda because I know you understand what I'm trying to say because within the church we've seen especially with the with the election that just passed that a lot of people were telling church folks especially black church people to support um, someone who we thought was racist, mm-hmm. uh, someone who didn't have the best interests in mind for us as a community. And when I say community, I'm talking about black people. They wanted us to support this person, and yet he exemplifies the things that we don't like. And he's racist. That's just He's a racist. So I'm not going to sugarcoat it. And they were trying to get, well, you know, support him or vote for Kanye West, which I'm not, not even going to go there either but so I feel like a lot of times it was like well you know but this that and another you should forgive so how do you feel when it starts to become that type of situation 
where it feels almost like you're being forced to forgive in that way. You know, I, I already told you, I, I think that, you know, the, the church has really gotten bad about attempting to manipulate people back into abusive relationships, and not physically, but, you know, spiritually abusive. Emotional and spiritual. Right. Um, relationships. Um, I do believe that forgiveness is an act. Healing is a process. You know, I can say I forgive you. Right then, I'm still hurting. I'm choosing to forgive you. Now, that healing is a process. Now, this particular election that we just had, I'm going to tell you the painful part of this election for me. Okay. And it was realizing that I had to forgive people I never expected to have to forgive. Hey, man. That um, was a challenge for me. Like, I never knew I needed to forgive you for feeling the way you feel about my skin. Like, I never knew that. Like, we we talk. You know, we, we've broken bread together. Laughed you know, and had a good time. Salt. You know, we've, we've had some laughs. We've shared some jokes. You know, we've even shared some tears. You know, I've, I've been places with you. You've gone places with me. And then this election happens, and now I realize I need to forgive you. There is no way for me to forgive 70 times, seven times a day if I don't let it go each time. So that's the thing, learning how to let it go, how to move on, because chances are you're going to have to forgive them again real soon. <laughs> Absolutely. What about you, Steph? Yep, no, she's just reiterating on what she said. She's right. That's why it's so important to exercise forgiveness right? because it becomes easier to forgive. People that don't exercise forgiveness, it is hard for them to forgive. They they say certain things like, "I don't even want to. I don't want to offend anybody because I hate to come back and say I'm sorry," mm-hmm. or I don't want to have to forgive anybody. Why? Because they don't exercise forgiveness. Right. They don't like to exercise that muscle group. And like I said, those are one of the things that you have to consistently and constantly say. Shawnee, you made a good point earlier. You have to forgive yourself for certain things. Mm-hmm. You have to forgive yourself for. You can be fasting saying I'm fasting from something and you jump right back into something during your fast. And now you're hard on yourself saying, I blew this whole fast. Mm-hmm. I messed this whole fast up. No, forgive yourself and move forward with right. whatever goal that you had. Right. So the enemy usually tries to use those things and put those things in front of us to distract us. And sometimes we, those things are just a part of life and they're, they're there and we allow them to distract us. So it's important that we stay focused on the goal to say, you know what? Forgiveness is vital. It is extremely vital. And every time I make that decision to say, you know what? I'm not going to allow this to bother me. I'm not going to allow this to weigh me down. Even if it's something I can't, I don't have much empathy and understanding. Somebody who, you know, was molested early on, somebody who was bullied in school, and you never seen those people again that they bullied you and they they never asked for forgiveness. Forgive those people and move forward. You're not a coward. You're not soft. You're actually stronger by being able to forgive somebody without the actual apology. Right. So you say, you know what, this is this is weighed me down. And it's important to 
go in and dissect ourselves like we would in biology school. You know what? What is why am I so offended by that? Why don't why why does that bother me so much? Right. You know, and you try to you know it's an issue because you try to guard or or how should I say you try to you try to predict something that's going to happen that doesn't even happen. That means an offense is still there. You need to move forward from whatever that struggle is. Playing out a scenario in your mind. Out a, if you're planning out a scenario in your mind, you were offended by something once before. Mm-hmm. You didn't forgive from that offense. Now that offense is in you. Now, again, we talked about creating uh, 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 situations and barriers or, or yes. protective guards. But a protective guard is completely different than creating a negative scenario right. within you. A protective guard is like, they may say something, they may not, doesn't really matter because I know who I am. That's a protective guard. But saying, I know I'm about to go in here and somebody about to say something offensive. And if they say something, I'm smacking them. (laughs) That's completely different. That's like the, that's like the negative side. Well, well, that's what, that's even how you get set up for when they look at degrees of murder premeditated. Right. right, Where it's like. That that would be considered uh, murder in the first degree because you premeditate. If somebody say something, I'm slapping them. So exactly. you you played that scenario out in your mind and it was a yes. premeditated thing. But but back to the race thing. What and I'll start with you, Steph. What when people say you choose? You said before, Shonda, and I'm gonna play off what you said about choosing to be offended. So people will throw that at us as black people. You all mm-hmm. are choosing to be offended. Mm-hmm. You're always pulling the race card. You're looking for that mm-hmm. what how do you what what you know because and and like i said with forgiveness a lot of times we in this room were not slaves right we were not on plantation but the history the pain the 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 all of the the things that come along with being descendants of slaves still affect us to this day, whether it be through poverty, whether it be through education, whether it be through um, mental health, all of these things still affect us to this day. Um, I know there was a study, and I can't think of the study, but there was a study once that was done where they were showing where they would um, do things to animals and you know, it's wrong, but they would do something to animals. And what they started to notice was the seeds of the animals, the the offspring, would be affected even though they did not go through the trauma. Mm-hmm. So, like, if, if you went through a trauma, Stefan, and continued to go through that trauma and had children, your offspring would have issues because of your trauma. Mm-hmm. So what about when people say we choose to be offended because basically what we're asking for is forgive for forgiveness, whether it be through reparations, whether it be through um, something being issued through Congress or, or things yep. like that, because you can't withdraw from the things that you all did to us, leaving Sunday service and hanging people from trees. Don't expect empathy from the offender. It's a failing mission. Anybody that agrees with the offense is part of the offender. Have to be. They have to be. If somebody says something and then they say, hey, 
you got a box head. Then the other person says, and they know it's offensive to you. They say, yeah, you do got a box head, so what? Don't let that get you down. No, you don't <laughs> You don't pour salt on the wound. What you do is you say, even though I don't understand, you guys are going through something. And it may take time for me to understand, but I would appreciate your patience and me understanding. A lot of times we're impatient because we were never heard. And because we're never heard, it begins to be a point of impatience. I'm tired of this. Our people dealt with this. This is it's taken too long. Well, it becomes it becomes. But see, what people don't understand is the trauma that we that continues to reoccur when we see a video of Ahmaud Arbery, mm-hmm. when we see a video of George Floyd, when we see a video of name this hashtag, name that hashtag. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yes. You see, but it, again. You don't want to expect empathy from the offender, but you don't want sympathy either because sympathy becomes a drug. Sympathy, once you begin to get sympathy, then you always look for sympathy, but you never come up with a solution. ton of people can give you sympathy. Right. They can say, I'm so sorry. <laughs> thoughts sorry. and prayers. When My Every thoughts. time there's a shooting, that's yeah, all you hear. I'm, I'm, thoughts I'm ter- and prayers. I'm terribly sorry about that. Forget that. Because sympathy is a mask. It's not duct tape. It's a, it's literally <laughs> masking tape. As soon right. as it gets wet and as soon as it becomes an issue, it falls right off. Right. And then the sympathy is no cool. longer there anymore. So now what we need to do is we need to move past that. We need to have the go, right? We need to forgive the people before us, and we need to forgive those now, and we need to move forward. We need to come up with a game plan within our own communities, and we need to execute those, not to be accepted. It's like being in school, right? One kid wants to be popular, but he's not with the popular group. He doesn't have the same things that the popular kid has. He may not even have the appetite for the clothes and the gear and the things like that that the popular kids have, right? The so-called popular kids. He may not want to wear Gucci shoes. He may like New Balances. I mean, New Balance has a pretty good selection, right. I guess, now, right? Yeah. So I shouldn't say that anymore. So, but I'm, but you understand what, what I'm saying. saying? Yeah. So for him to be to to expect to be ex- uh, uh, accepted by them is a losing battle. He has to be able to create a piece in his own space to where he says, I don't mind to be accepted by them, but at the same time, I'm not going to be offended by being if I'm not popular. We go through the struggles. We want to be appreciated as black people, right? And we're appreciated. We can be appreciated by each other. What we need to start is appreciating each other more broad. And then once we create that respect within ourselves, then other people would have to admire that respect. They have to. But a lot of people try to um, discount the, the issues that we have within our own communities. A lot of other communities, they talk about each other, but they don't talk about each other amongst other people. They talk about each other amongst their groups. And it's, it's a lot like, of people like, like, like the like barbershop that. conversations. I've seen a lot, even some of like my clients and things like that. They rarely say the other person that is a part of their group is wrong. They'll say small things like, yeah, it, it might have been an oversight, but I, I think we can work through that, right? <laughs> Oh, we can work through that, but if I do something that is wrong, then it's like, this really messed us up. You can't do, but when they mess up, 
10 times plus another 10 times. And it's like, well, what do we need to us talking about is not going to solve anything. What do what can we do to get back? So I see what you're doing. You're protecting that person. Right. So we need to start protecting Protecting one another and saying the exact same thing. If Darnell is wrong, Darnell probably is wrong amongst us. But amongst somebody else, well, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if Darnell. Do we have evidence of this? Right. I'm not going to say you Darnell. Saw, you saw like I'm Chappelle. Not, yeah, I'm not going to say because he has he, he has the shoes and black forces, which try not to get those. Right. But, the, <laughs> the black air yeah, the forces. Black forces. Not the black on black. Yeah, not, not the, the black, black on black. black forces. You know. It's like whatever he did, he did that. And he still <laughs> he still got a, a, a long tee, oversized long tee. With the do rack and the cape on the back that he ran into your convenience store. I'm not gonna say that. He doesn't. He doesn't wear the that wardrobe. Doesn't really matter, right? <laughs> you, feel, you see what I'm saying? So that's right. where we need to start in that regard. Right. Where we stereotype our own. We stereotype our own. But but even so, let me ask you this, Shonda. Within the because you brought it up, even having to for, forgive people that you didn't know you had to forgive. So we saw within the 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 church community um <laughs> just to say that we saw within the church community where it, it there was basically a split mm-hmm. um and and just like you I I was very surprised at people that I had to forgive and I even found myself having to defend positions that I normally wouldn't defend or really didn't want to have to defend mm-hmm. um but and the reason I bring this up, and I know people probably listen and say, "What well, what does this have to do with forgiveness?" They don't understand that it's all encompassed in the fact that um, we've I'm, I've been told that well, you know, when it comes to church things, the black and white issue doesn't matter. And I try to say, we aren't in heaven yet. Right. When we get to heaven, the black and thing, black and white thing won't matter. But when I walk out of this pulpit or out of this church um on sunday there is not a sign over my head that says save sanctify holy ghost feel right but there is a skin color that i wear that says uh you fit the description and because of that because of that we now have conversations where it's like are do, should we just because we're we're black and we're christian should we just go ahead and forgive these transgressions and just, you know, make excuses for them and, 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 and be okay with it's fine. I mean, you know, we just have to forgive and and continue to bang that drum. I'm not making excuses for anybody. (laughs) You know, forgiveness is necessary, but I'm not making excuses for it. It doesn't mean that the, the discussions don't have to happen. You know, you may never acknowledge you're wrong. That doesn't mean you'll never hear that you're wrong. Um, There's a church in Minnesota that just got, you know, the okay to have an all-white church. Okay. I didn't hear about that. Oh, yeah. It was on the news. Um, The little flashes came up. They just got the okay. Meaning they don't have to let black people come in. they didn't want black people, and they got the okay to have it. They have an all-white church. And this is a 5-0 or whatever, 503. 501c3. Yeah, 501c3. You know, it is now recognized in in that state as an all-white church. So, now, 
when you approach me with the theory that in the church, skin color doesn't matter, I, I will ask you to visit uh, Minnesota. I will also ask you, you know, first, let me say this. <laughs> if you send me hate mail, spell my name correctly. There's a church um, in Mississippi, and we were all um, apostolic. But our church was predominantly black. And then you had the UPC organization that was predominantly white. It was separate but equal. You know? Got you. So well, and it does matter. It is an issue. It's a systemic issue. And when you ask people to acknowledge your pain from systemic issues, they feel attacked because they're not ready for that accountability. I like that. I like that because I mean, if, if most people, I'll just say this, if most people did the true history of even we all, most Christians know about Azusa street. And if you even know what was the biggest downfall of Azusa street was racism. Um, so that is, we talk about the, uh, uh, that being the original sin of America is more than the original sin. <laughs> it was baked in to the, to the cake. And, <laughs> Once the cake has been baked, you know, you just got to scrap the cake and go on and start all over. But um, so before we start to close out and bringing it back full circle to um, the forgiveness issue, um, I think about. um, I had heard a testimony one time that was given by um, what's the female evangelist uh, woman a little bit older in years. Um, Joyce Myers. Joyce Myers. Look at you, man. Look Jeopardy at you. Jeopardy champion we, or something? We, we, we see each other like yeah, that. So yeah. I just know. He knew yeah, where I was I going. Up, I we, saw we, a floating. But so Joyce Myers had gave a testimony <laughs> about her father used to molest her. Right. When she was younger. She did. And he got sick. And she was taking care of him when he was sick and helping him out. And before he died, he asked her to forgive him for the things that he had done to her when she was a child. Now this is a woman that had been successful, wrote great books, had been a very good steward in the word of God and helping bring people to God. But she said when he asked for forgiveness, she did not realize that she needed that from him to even heal parts of her that she did not know. Now we talking about a person that had been successful in Christ. Mm-hmm. And when he asked for forgiveness, she said she started to get emotional and crying, but she didn't realize that she needed that. So at the beginning, I asked you all, is it important for somebody to ask for forgiveness? And you said not it's not always. But then when you hear a story like that, can that sometimes be the final puzzle piece that you didn't know that you needed? Go. Go oh yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say about that. so what do we say? We said it's important to look and examine yourself to find out areas that are offensive. But she but I mean she would have said and I, I this, know, but she would have said that. She didn't feel like she needed exactly. That. So look, he uncovered something that she wasn't looking for. Time would have went on if he was living or if he had passed. 
she would have found out that she needed a form of forgiveness, either her forgiving him or him asking for forgiveness. Only thing he did by asking for forgiveness, he sped the process up. He sped up the process of her going through possibly weeks, months, or years of forgiving somebody that's not even here anymore. Forgiveness isn't always going to be, that would be more so an ideal situation in that point. Some people do come back and they ask for forgiveness and it makes it easier to forgive that person because that person has gotten a revelation in their own life to where they knew that they had created some form of offense and it makes it easier for you to say, you know what? I forgive you. You ask for forgiveness and I forgive you. And sometimes that person can get the revelation on um, them doing an offense to you or creating an offense to you. And you may not be ready still to accept their apology and still, still it's a process. All of those aid in the, the, the process of forgiveness, but it's still going to be the process still going to be the process. Her process was expedited by him saying, I want to, I want to um, ask for your forgiveness from what? From the things that I did when you were a child. And that helped her to say, you know what? I was wondering now I feel free and I don't even know why I feel free. She obviously said it within that sermon that she didn't know she needed that. But once it was said, she found out she needed it because she felt some form of relief and release. So that expedited the process by him saying it. But God is so good that you would think it was him that, that did it, but it was just the time and the season for her to be healed from whatever that affliction was, whatever that stronghold was. And through the process, God is so awesome. He allows us to go through that process to where eventually all those offenses are forgiven. And maybe he knew he was at the end and wanted God to forgive him. So he felt as though he needed to get all of these because you can't be with somebody who's taking care of you. Cause I'm pretty sure she was giving them sermons and, and affirmation and God loves you and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to know how he can get to heaven. And you know, you tell us somebody who done molested you, <laughs> God is going to open the door. <laughs> see, you probably think of yourself. Yeah. He's going to open them. Hope it might be a crack, but <laughs> see, you understand, but I'm just saying yep. you keep hearing this. And then after a while you like, I need this person to forgive me because I know, and he doesn't know, he knew what he did was wrong because you know what you did is wrong. Mm-hmm. And you just turn around and do it and, and and ask for the forgiveness. And then you get that overflow of emotion from that person. Yep. No, literally, literally, <clears throat> that's the example of another spiritual muscle group. The heart, actual love is the number one muscle group that needs to be exercised because perfect love dries out anything. Well, the Bible says love covers a multitude of sins. Yeah, offense because some the uh, uh, forms of forgiveness takes almost everything, um, and they they actually add in certain things. Some of the offense can create fear. Some of it can create disappointment. Some of it can create anger. Some of it, uh, once anger is is has marinated long enough, it creates bitterness, and it creates a lot of those different things. But Perfect love, genuine love drives out all of that. And as you begin to exercise forgiveness, you're exercising a form of love. 
Absolutely. So so what do you think about that? One, I think I think it was you who said earlier that forgiveness is not, you know, for them. Right. It's for us. So I think him, you know, asking for forgiveness wasn't for her. It was for him. Now, what it did was reveal to her a space that hadn't been healed. Okay. So now you're left with, I still have to heal this. She's like, oh, I didn't know that I needed to heal this area. Now, this is, this is like the flip side of it because it may not be, you may not be responsible for the pain, but it's your responsibility to heal it once you recognize it. So, <laughs> listen, you know, you, you run into people or situations that reveal areas of your life that still need work. You know, like, I didn't realize that I had this anger here until you enter a relationship with somebody and they do something or they say something and then you're triggered. You're triggered normally by some unforgiveness that's been laying dormant in there somewhere. And it's never, you've never had never addressed. Now you've been confronted with the situation and that thing pops up. Now you have the responsibility to heal it. You know, the funniest thing is earlier today, right? I'm going to say the person because it really doesn't matter because we go back and forth. Me and my mom had a discussion, right? And it was a, a, a situation that happened a while ago and we hadn't talked for months. I want to say it was like six or seven months. Wow. It was a long time, right? I was completely offended, but I thought I was over it, right? Then today we're having a discussion and it triggered. And I'm immediately like, Really talking about expressing myself exactly how I felt at that time. Mm -hmm. Now, at this point right now in the podcast, I actually feel because we came to a form of reconciliation that I've aided in the process of getting to that point in that space to where I can say, I still love you, but if it were to happen again, Mm -hmm. I know I would be fine. Because it's already happened once before. But at the exact same time, my love for you is already engraved and marinated. So this offense isn't going to change anything between us. Only thing it's going to do is, for one, understand that you have a struggle in something. And two, help me to see a a little bit more, maybe have a little more empathy to say, Maybe it's not about me, and maybe it's about the struggle that she had maybe maybe been going through at the time, because we always think that certain offenses was like you just said towards us, and it was a general offense for somebody else. You were just collateral damage, and that's exactly what it was. It was collateral damage. Right. I got affected by it, but I took it personal. Like, yo, 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 yo. What about <laughs> me though? Right. And it wasn't even that. Right. So I had to understand from a certain point of view that I was collateral damage in a snowball effect. And so we talked about it. And even when I leave the podcast, we're going to talk about it again. I'm going to call her and I'm going to tell her I love her because it's important. I know I know my mom and I know I have to shower her literally like like we would do flowers and things like right. that. We have to shower them with you know, love and, and those various things. Some people may not need that. Some people may, you know, tap on the shoulder. 
We good. Right. We good. If if me if if me and Brock go back and forth about something, I don't need him to say, bro. You know I love you, bro. Uh, right. Tap me on my bro. We good. We good. Right. If he if I say we good and he say we good, we good. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. But women require, and certain people, not just women, certain people require mm-hmm. additional right. Um, um, affirmation. Affirmation. That's the right. word I was looking for. See how we just know? I saw that floating there and I grabbed go. it. <laughs> <laughs> right. I saw. But that actually happened today. So that is something, a living scenario. Not just us talking in here, but something that actually transpired today that was just so happily for the topic today. And I felt like it was important for me to say it because there may be people listening right now they may be saying, you know what? They're probably talking about they really living it. No, I, I actually right. want, want like, to go through that. Too. Listen, this is real life. Listen, yeah. to our listeners and new listeners and people that may come years from now, know that we are not talking. One thing is, is I'm never going to bring up a topic or bring up a scenario that either one, I have never experienced myself or two, that I know that is not very important or have talked to people or counseled people or have situations where I've dealt with people in this. And if it's not me who's dealing with it, trust me, it's going to be somebody who's on the panel with me that has dealt with that situation because I think it is important to bring it to you raw, real, and upfront. And I like to have conversations that I feel like we never have. We don't, I don't hear these kind of conversations being had about forgiveness. What does that look like? What does lying look like? Is it okay to forgive? Is it okay to be upset? You know, we 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 put out a we put out a portrait of what we tell people what Christianity should be, but what portraits don't tell you is everything that's happening in the background. It just tells you what's happening in the foreground. Right. We have to begin to address the background, or we will continue to see people fall off by the wayside. And, and, and that's how I look at that. So I've, I've enjoyed this conversation. I know we can probably go, a, that's been over an hour. I know we probably can go another hour. So before we start to close out, um, when you guys hear this, it'll be after Christmas, but we just want to wish everybody a uh, Merry Christmas. Um, we hope that you had a great time with your families and that you had a excellent holiday. We are recording this on christmas eve but i just wanted to say that because by the time you guys hear this it will be after christmas and then the episode that you hear after this will be a new year right yeah so this is the last road to damascus episode for 2020 wow thank you for having me yeah look at that look at that look at so so this is the last road to damascus for 2020 so hopefully uh 2021 is that turn that we've been looking at, but me and Stephanie even had a conversation about how 2020 wasn't really as bad for us as it was for other people. So um, maybe that'd be something we'll talk I don't about. No, I had a couple rough months when I had that, that, <laughs> that, that vid back in the yeah. Day. So, <laughs> but, but uh, I was it, it. It always turns out to be blessed. Oh yeah, no, regardless for sure. of the situation, God is still in charge. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna go ahead and close out. So I'm gonna let you go first, Shonda. Um, well, one, listen, um, everybody, offenses come. Just choose to not stay offended. And if you find yourself offended, figure out where it is you're holding that unforgiveness and let it go. And you will know 
that your forgiveness is authentic when you can do it knowing they don't deserve it. I like that. I yeah, like too. that. I like that too. A lot. Go ahead, Steph. Um, exercise that muscle, right? I like to go back to working out all the time because that is a physical, it's a physical process, but physical processes are also spiritual processes also. Um, and you need to exercise forgiveness. If it's certain things that you're going through, start the process. Start the process today. You know, maybe writing in the journal is a process. Um, actually getting it off of your chest, whoever, if you need to talk to somebody. But most importantly, you need to start the process with yourself. And you need to really think about those things that offend you. Why do they offend you? What is it that offends you about that situation? Pray about it. If you need to fast about it, um, read scripture and allow uh, the perfect love of Christ to drive those offenses out of you through his word and through dedication, but it's going to take the work that you put into it to really get that stronghold of maybe bitterness, envy. Uh, it could be jealousy or whatever, whatever those things are that could be weighing you down because those things can be literally a bottleneck from your blessing. And it could be various blessings, uh, spiritual blessings, a revelation, knowledge, and understanding. You know, it can be a lot of those things. So continue to pray about it and exercise those muscles. Stay diligent and firm. Continue to pray to to, to our Father <laughs> up in heaven who loves us. And uh, Merry Christmas and uh, Happy New Year. Thank you, Steph. I appreciate it. Um, you know, I, I brought up earlier um, in the podcast about uh, love and the things that Christ does and how he is the example and how we should mimic and use him as our example for the way that we should live. And I know a lot of people who may be listening and may be going through something right now. I want you to know that we pray for you. We hear you that if you have been offended in ways that most people aren't talking about, because a lot of times people can be thinking of, relationships, but if you have been physically abused as a child or if you've been molested or raped or anything like that, we are not making light of those situations. But we pray for you and we pray with you that you will be able to be stronger after the situation. And those aren't easy situations. I don't wish those things on anybody and the fact that you had to go through those things are absolutely devastating. But the comforter that Christ has sent down for us in the form of the Holy Spirit wants to be there to touch and be there with you. And if you need somebody to be there with you, to pray with you, reach out to us at Road to Damascus um, on IG or on Twitter, and we will send out prayer requests and things for you because a lot of times what we need in these situations is somebody to pray with us or pray for us or to reach out with us and say, I am here for you. So I know that even uh, Shonda can be, you reach out to me, I will get you in contact with her. You reach out to me, I can get you in contact with Stefan. But I just want you to know that the steps of forgiveness start with taking a step. And if you need help with somebody holding your hand as you take that step, then we are here to help you with those things. So we want to thank you all for listening to another episode of Road to Damascus. 
where it's not about the role, it's about the journey. We love you all. Continue to listen. And until next time, and until next year, we're out. <laughs>